0: High School Slumber Party BTE is a Cage Club podcast network production. For all things Cage Club and High School Slumber Party related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, High School Slumber Party. That's High School Slumber Party.
1: The name's Sasha, Sasha. Plumber.
2: Plumber.
1: I remember her number like the summer When her and Suzy, yeah, they threw a slumber Party, but you can't I call it that because it was slumber Well, it was more like spending night Three in the morning and dancing under street lights. We chilling like a villain and a nothing feeling right In the middle of the ghetto, on the curb, but in spite All of the bush, we on our back staring at the stars above oh, Talking about what we gonna be when we grow up I said, what you wanna be? She said, alive It made me think for a minute, then looked in her eyes I could have died, time went on, I got...
0: Welcome! This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. As always, I'm Brian Rodriguez, but today we're doing something a little bit differently. We're talking another iconic movie, but another black teen iconic movie, The Black Teen Experience. And on The Black Teen Experience, my co-host, of course, is Kirkland Shepard. Kirk, how have you been? What up? I've been great. Just cruising along, handling this whole COVID thing as best we can. It's, it's funny because uh, the other day, what did, was it, like 60-something degrees, and everyone was acting like it was summer shorts, t-shirts. Oh, we, hell yeah. You know how that is. <clears throat> the first it, sun? it reminded me of high school, and I thought about that. Because I remember in high school, that used to happen. It used to be like winter day, whatever. And that March day when it got warm, The girls in like the mini skirts, you know, the guys in like tank tops. It's like let's do it, and inevitably, and it happened to us too. Inevitably, two or three days later, went back to the forties. Always skin, always, (laughs) always. That's weather in like New York, right? (laughs) And we never
3: learn ever. (laughs) Every year, it's the same shit.
0: Oh man! But of course, we covered uh, Boys in the Hood the other day. That was super fun, a super jumping-off point. But I think we were feeling out what this series was going to be all about. Boys in the Hood was, I think, a great starting point because it's such an iconic film. But, you know, you said it off air when you know we first met up today, and I think you're right. We could have began here at House Party. Yeah, yeah. Boys in the <laughs> Hood was a little intense
3: for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is some feel-good shit already.
0: Oh, all fun, all fun. So why House Party? I- I'm surprised because... You know, we, again, we thought we were going to go in a couple different directions, and then you just texted me the other day, you're like, let's do house party, I'm like, let's do it. Big expectations today, though, I'm just going to let you know, a lot of people have been asking for this movie for a while. Oh, yeah, you said that, you said that. I mean, it was the sunny day,
3: bro, I think I was just out, <laughs> it was the sunny day, and I just thought about the colors,
0: you know, and yeah. I was like, man, this is the vibe I'm feeling right now, so... When you think of house party, you think of the like you said the colors they they just come to your mind like oh, just the cover and like what they're wearing like. A... <laughs> when you said it, I'm like that's a great place to start. And I hadn't seen House Party in forever. Do you remember the first time you saw it or the last time you saw it? Like, what's your history with House Party? Oh man, the last time I saw it, I think
3: I was in college. Wow, super hungover. <laughs> it was like a perfect Sunday, <laughs> and I watched like all of them with like the commercials oh yeah and with the uh like no curses and all the bleeps (laughs) so you can tell that's how smashed i was the night before because
0: i just (laughs) sat in front of the tv for like nine hours straight watching them shits that's hilarious and this is like up until today i've only seen this movie on tv like usa cuts and stuff like the tnt cuts yeah like we said to Boys in the Hood, this was another movie that they played a lot on TV. I think it yeah. got a lot of exposure from that. Probably because, you know, uh, you had people in the cast like Martin Lawrence who blew up, at, not because of this movie, but after this. I think Martin's like two years... The show Martin's like two years yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, There are more names like later on in the film yeah. when you're going through history. And I remember being a kid, you know, the 90s and even early 2000s. They were running house party a lot on TV. Yeah. So it was one of those movies that I don't know if I ever saw front to back, but I think I just... Saw it enough times in clips that it was able to put it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice little nostalgia trip today, watching it again. One thing I did want to do, though, um, for this, I kind of want to bring in some extra credit stuff, some extra homework stuff. On the topic of House Party, though, this is a... Not the first hip-hop movie, because you have hip-hop movies going back to... Movies they talk about in this film, Crush Groove and Beach Street, right? Yeah, it was like yeah. real old school. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get of really the mainstream appeal. This is like one of the first mainstream movies that star hip-hop artists. It's about the music, and it's a very different hip-hop than what we see today, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, there's a lot of nostalgia there. Funny enough, I was just scrolling through social media and mental floss which i love had an article about this 2020 special in 1981 so about nine or ten years before this film and it was like what is hip-hop so if you don't mind i have it queued up on the tv tv just want to watch it quick so we could talk (laughs) a little bit about it because it is hilarious Oh, man, I love it already.
3: You gave me a,
4: a half a second teaser. The and I <laughs> new sound of the '80s. Suddenly, you hear it everywhere. Rap music. It's all beat and all talk. It tells you a story and makes you want to dance. Steve Fox examines an overnight phenomenon: rapping to the beat. <laughs>
5: this is fucking amazing.
4: there have been talking blues and things like concertos for drums, but right now, all around us, and so compelling you never miss the fact there's no melody, is a music that is all beat, strong beat, and talk. It's rap music, and it sounds like this.
1: time, not ago, everybody had on their came on with a in to put the in women girls and
4: That's the Sugar Hill Gang, whose records have sold millions of copies. The audience for rap music is really growing, and its use has broadened beyond mere entertainment. Here with a report
0: on this new phenomenon. It looks like he's trying so hard. Yeah. And look at the guy who did the report on it. Sorry, sorry. If you're just listening it's just like this white guy Why with like a mustache long hair New very New like West ron burgundy <laughs> oh my god this is so great so it gets better it gets better
4: rap music began in harlem and the south bronx on playgrounds like this one where people would gather to spin records and then recite their own lyrics their raps over the instrumental sections now one of those rappers is 22 year old curtis blow
1: yeah!
4: Come on, now! Rising young rappers like Curtis Blow may be the newest stars of pop music, but the origins of rap date back hundreds of years. Went out on the front porch walking Stories in rhyme have traditionally been common among the black poor in the Deep South
5: face want to do slip in my bed
4: in the interaction between black preacher and congregation lies the roots of the call and response form of most rap songs the scat singing of the jazz greats comes from the same tradition as does the verbal virtuosity of musical giants like james brown Rap's Caribbean counterpart can be found in the reggae rhythms and rhymes of Jamaica.
5: People, what we need to do is to understand each other.
4: The art of rapping was brought to the radio in the 1950s by disc jockeys like Jocko Henderson. We he used to say things like, uh, E to the yuck. Ho, this is Jock, and the back on the scene with the break of the machine saying goodbye to. How do you do? The boastful poetry of Muhammad Ali is in the rap tradition.
1: Ali swings to the left, Ali swings to the right. Look at the kid carry the fight.
4: As was the civil rights rhetoric of the appropriately named black leader H. Rap Brown. Because if America don't come round, America should be
6: break down.
4: Inner city kids learn rhyme talk in their street games.
3: Yo, I'm sorry. We talk about this like me and, and the homies who will have on here for sure. Man, I love me some black people.
0: <laughs> so this is part two. This is part two.
4: Music is often heard on city streets blaring from the big boxes. Portable radio and tape players. The big boxes are so much a part of the rap scene that Madison Avenue uses rap commercials to sell the boxes. Get into the power platinum. Get a platinum. And when those boxes are turned up, many people are turned off.
5: People have traditionally been offended by noise or what they perceive of as noise. People hated rock and roll 15 years ago. It's outside of their experience. It's not something they really understand. It is very black and very urban and people are scared of that.
4: Rap also inspires physical competition. This is called break dancing or breaking. Like rapping, it's a competitive I wish I could style. see this Through as lens pro- <clears throat> as the lens Of
3: someone who's not me Like at the time Oh yeah you know? Be Awesome You know what I mean Like a This is 2020 This is
0: on in like Omaha You know Like a you'd, yeah. you'd be like,
2: like, I wish you could, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they
4: They sent my people there, they came back with about 37 youths. And in interviewing the kids, we found the way we were rocking coming up an awful lot. We wanted to find out if this, what kind of a riot was going on. Uh, we found out in the long run that it was a dance competition, and we started some of the kids dancing at that time in the police station. ...is likely to influence popular music for years to come. It has tremendous staying power because it lets ordinary people express ideas they care about in language they can relate to, put to music they can dance to. How crazy is it that anyone this statement
3: here for years to come it has tremendous uh, staying power. Don't, 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 it's like such a huge statement and it was such an understatement. Yeah.
4: Not even close to the power of it. Oh, that's marvelous. And it is <laughs> infectious, dude. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, dude.
6: We will be right oh, back.
2: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> so, guys, I'll post the full videos on our social media. I just played a little clips here or there of us talking about it and, and some of the fun stuff from that. But that's, again, a 2020 report from 1981. If you young kids out there, 2020 is just like a news magazine show. they gone on ABC. And this is the time when there's only like four or five networks there is cable but only rich people really have it so a lot of people are sitting down and maybe the first time they ever hear of rap in the middle of the country in places where it's not as exposed to it might be on this news report and a lot of it honestly a lot of it was good a lot of it was interesting a lot of it was prophetic as as you said some of it was silly like there's the one guy i mentioned to you um you know, the old DJ Jocko or whatever. And I feel like he's like an older dude trying to like take credit for it now. Uh, yeah. And then he makes it so corny. You know? <laughs> he has to. And, then, and then everything here is through a white lens. Like, oh, that's marvelous, blah, blah, blah. That um, was awesome. That was awesome. Everybody needs to watch that. <laughs> and I thought about this, and it reminded me of House Party too, because House Party, like I said, nine years after this, which is crazy. That's not that... Far after, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. and we're already yeah. at a point where there's a movie that's a mainstream movie starring hip hop people. And I know to some today, Kid and Play being like hip hop sounds silly, but at the time, you know, it, this is like this is a very popular film, yeah. And I think it's a film that transcended not just community; it was meant to come out for. But like, think everyone knows House Party now, and it's, yeah, it's one of the fundamental teen films, and so I'm so excited to talk about it. I also wanted you to watch this one because it's awesome, but two. <laughs> I want to know, like, what's your history with hip hop in general?
3: Oh, man, it runs through my veins from as early as I can remember. I mean, I always listen to all types of music, but for me, hip hop was the way I spoke, the clothes I wore, which were crazy as hell. <laughs> man, the way I tried to kick it to girls, you know, for better or for worse, <laughs> hip hop was, was the teacher, you know? And it even it, the way it like intersected with
0: sports, um, hip hop was everything. And that's why, again, I know you reacted positively to that part of the uh, video where he's like, oh, you know, it's going to influence things, blah, blah, blah. And like you said, that's such an understatement because I don't think there's a part of our mainstream culture today that is not influenced by hip-hop. Oh, man, that's a big old fact. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it's just sports. Obviously music, obviously, but movies. And... You know, when we start to see things like House Party, which predates Boys in the Hood by a year, yeah. we're starting to see that osmosis, that <clears> culture, <throat> cultural osmosis of hip hop culture just invading everything, yeah. everything. And just by like that fact too, I don't think we can really do this podcast and talk about like the the black teen experience in these black teen films without talking about hip hop, right? Like, it, oh, it, there's yeah. no way, no
3: way. <laughs> In hell. as a matter of fact, the two are so synonymous, It'll, it, it will be impossible to, I, I just, there's not even an example of anything that could come into my head no. that doesn't involve hip hop, specifically
0: hip hop. We won't come across a film. If we do, we'll let you know, but I really highly doubt it. <laughs> so House Party, again, what a, what a great place, maybe not to start, but what a great place for us early on in this series, right? Every week I read back of DVD, back back of VHS. I found a copy on eBay, uh, that I'm gonna read the back of the off the back of the VHS. Again, you remember this VHS. Everyone out there listening, if you're familiar with House House <laughs> Party, you remember what it looked like. You yeah. Know, the yellow and just it was very of the era of the time, the colors. I love it. Alright, here goes. House Party is a fast and fresh look at one teenager's pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Kid Musician Christopher Reed (laughs) has three things going for him. A tall fade, a wide grin, and a way with women. And that's, by the way, that's no understatement. Like, this is the hair of Kid. Both Kid and Play have interesting hair, but Kid's hair, oh my god. (laughs) But three equally powerful things are against him. Trio, full force, as the pumped up punks who want to put an end to Kid's fun. An overprotective father, Robin Harris, who I really want to talk about. And the very beautiful best friends who want kid to choose between them. What's a kid to do? Nice. Very simple. I mentioned off-air. There's not a lot of production notes for this film. I was shocked. Because to me, this is like one of those cornerstone iconic movies. Um, from what I could dig up, though, Reginald Hudland is a director. Him and his brother, director-producer kind of duo here. And just like Boys in the Hood, or like similarly, this is based off his Ivy League, I think it's Harvard. Yeah, Harvard short film that was similar to House Party that got picked up. So pretty awesome to see that. Yeah, I'm sure you know this this legend that this the parts were offered to Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. Yeah, and you could see that, right? Yeah. Like it's oh, very yeah. much that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of competing. There's a lot of competing uh, stories about that specifically. Like Jazzy Jeff has mentioned that the reason it was offered to them is because. They did that song, uh, which we've actually talked about on this podcast, that Nightmare on My Street, which is a Fred, Freddy Krueger-like song, uh-huh. and they used the, the score to Freddy Krueger in the song. And uh, New Line Cinema sued them, and part of the settlement was, hey, we'd love you to be in this movie if you can. However, this is where things get a little murky. From the Jazzy Jeff Will Smith side, apparently they just didn't want to do it. But the director here says, no, he didn't want them. Because he didn't feel that that was right, that they were almost given, like, no, you're forced to do this movie. He wanted people who wanted to be there and have the work ethic. Interesting. I mean, Will Smith would go on to be one of the most bankable and iconic film stars of all time, so it's funny to think that these could have been his origins. Um, But I think about, believe it or not, Will Smith when I see this movie in a different kind of way, too. Growing up, as we've talked about on the last podcast, I am not black, you are. The first exposures to black culture for me were through television and film yeah. and things like House Party for sure. And I know a lot of people uh, a little older than me say The Cosby Show, but for me, it was Fresh Prince yeah. and Martin. Yeah. So watching those as a kid, not that they're like always kid friendly, but you know, they're on TV, they're in the background. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, especially during quarantine when they threw all the Fresh Prince episodes on uh, HBO Max. That was really, again, my first exposure to black culture. And I know it's, like, weird, and I know it's, like, different. But for mainstream America, movies like House yeah, Party and no, stuff like that, yeah. they're
3: really, really important. Yeah. You can't understate that,
0: for sure. And especially our generation, that was it. And they went for it. And, and again, some of it's silly now, and maybe that's not, like, a true, a true black experience. Well, obviously, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But I think it was a little bit, like, my mom... I mean, she, my mom lived in the city, so not really her, but her generation, a lot of their first exposure to black people was, like, good times and stuff like that. And those shows are hilarious, <clears throat> but they're very much like, we're poor, it's silly, yeah, you know? Yeah. Sanford and his Son, hilarious, <laughs> but again, it's the same thing like yeah. that. And then, again, seeing Will Smith, who I know, we talked about this the other day, how uh, what's the great show on Netflix, Hip Hop Evolution? Yeah. Great show. You guys should all check it out. But on that, like, they kind of ignore Will Smith and Jazzy Jazz. Oh Jones. yeah, when you pointed that out, I was like, holy shit, that's so true. And when you think of the cultural moment, too, it is even more egregious because, yeah. believe it or not, like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or movies like, like this, that's a lot of people's introduction to hip-hop, oh, which is for weird. for sure. Or hip-hop culture. Because you watch Fresh Prince, and Will is all up in hip-hop culture at that time.
3: Oh, for sure. He Yeah, to a certain degree, he, he is. And Kid and Play were interesting because they kind of hit the same mark, mm-hmm. right, which was acceptable hip-hop for a lot of, like, for white parents. If they were like, oh, 100%. if my kid is going to listen to this shit, they're not listening to Wu-Tang.
0: And that's you why I know, wanted to bring it up because could... we talked about Boys on the Hood last week. Like, they're not listening to NWA. <clears throat> kid and Play, like you said, acceptable. That's not to diss Kid in Play. It's just different, right? <clears throat> But at the same time, while they're not hitting the notes as hard as Boys in the Hood, there are a lot of themes that I did not realize were in House Party, that bisect some of the the hard stuff in Boys
3: in the Hood. One hundred percent. You know what's so funny? So I was like, slipped into a YouTube hole uh, a couple weeks ago before we were even talking Mm -hmm. about doing this, and I was um, watching an interview with Christopher Reed, and some dude is for like Vlad TV or something. And he was talking about how, in the early 90s, N.W.A., Ice Cube called them to go on tour. Oh. And they were like, what? He tells this story. It's like a four-minute clip. You can find <laughs> it easy. And he's like, what? Really? And he, they needed Kid and Play on the uh, Playbill, or whatever you call it. Yeah. In order to get into these venues wow. to do a concert, <clears throat> so they, he tells this whole story about how they're in Detroit or something or Michigan, and the cops all
0: show up because NWA is there, and they're like, "You can't do this song." Yeah, you that's can't. a famous story. I didn't know Kid and Play was involved, but it's it's depicted in the movie Straight Outta Compton that and Det- the Detroit cops said, "If you play, fuck the police." Yeah, that they're going that they're gonna you know yep. storm the stage. They I said, didn't realize can't, Kid and Play was involved. Yeah. Oh, and he tells the story. He's like, <clears throat> and they say you can't
3: play this this song and you can't use profanity so he's telling the story about how they didn't really have curses in their lyrics but there is this one song where they're like yeah and that's fucked up did wow. and then they choked and he's like yeah and that's messed up <laughs> and he says when they get back to the tour bus, Ice Cube just laid into him. And oh, that wow. was it. And he was just like, yeah,
6: it's messed up.
0: <laughs> and the rest of the tour, they were just making fun of him for being oh my like, God, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. You can't, like, understate, though, Kid and Play's impact. That just the fact that, again, venues needed them on the thing. Right? Kid and Play got so hot. They had a cartoon show. After this, they had all this crap, and I don't think they're remembered as much. As why I bring up Will Smith? I think Will Smith is remembered a lot more for that. But oh, yeah. Kid and Play cool. deserves a lot of credit here, and their origins for this are very interesting as well. So they were originally background dancers for Salt and Peppa, which is weird to think about. They were called the Fresh Force Crew. They started rapping. They get famous, but that's why they work and dance a lot in mm-hmm. this too. You know, NWA wasn't dancing up there. (laughs) (laughs) And the director, I said, Reginald (coughs) Hudland, when he interviewed them and he just checked them out to such a level, like he, he, young guy too. Like we mentioned, John Singleton was young. He was young here too. The most important thing to him was that they had a really good work ethic. And everyone said that they were, you know, great guys. Because if you think about it, if you're making that leap, like the musician to movie star, you want to make sure that they're there for the right reasons. They're yeah. not there just to promote their album. Sure, sure, sure. They clearly make Kid the star. You know, play is a big part of the movie, obviously, but this is Kid's movie, you know? This isn't like an equal billing thing. Yeah. Um, and he does, he has acting chops. He really does. It's silly, but it, he does. He, one thing I have to mention, though, and we'll talk about it at the end because it is one of our awards. They're all way over high school age. Um <laughs> Kid was 26. Play was 28. Yo.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. And I wonder, it was so funny. It was almost like on purpose. It almost came across like they knew it. Like they knew these motherfuckers look all this hell. (laughs) Because they were acting kind of campy, you know?
0: It's definitely a campy film, but it works with all that. Even Martin was 25. Oh, the funny fact I read, Robin Harris. And I really want to talk about Robin Harris. But Robin Harris, who plays the dad. Uh, Pop, as he's credited as... He's 36. <laughs> so his son is 26, and so he's 36. The only 10-year difference. <laughs> and we talked about... That was just like Lawrence Fishburne yeah, and... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. But, Man, they made it work. You know what, though? You know, as we talk about this cast, we already mentioned Christopher Reed Kid. Play is Christopher Martin, but he's Peter Martin in this. They couldn't have two Christophers, you know. But Robin Harris plays the dad, Pop, and... He died only six months after this. Yeah, and when you think about it, he's thirty. He's thirty six, and he died. That man does not look thirty six. That guy could be our fathers right now. Dude, you know what I for mean? For real, <laughs> for real, man. He looked tight, like in his head. If you I haven't know. checked out Robin Harris's comedy, definitely like YouTube some of that stuff. He is hilarious, yeah. hilarious, um, and he's great in this role as like the dad here, and he was one of two people who were allowed to improvise their lines, and you could tell, because he just goes off yeah. at some moments. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> My boy here. Uh, no, huh? sir, who's he? You know
5: who he is. He in No. Well, I'll be shaming yourself. Messing up these folks' house. Know it ain't paid for. Y'all in here doing something wrong! Blah. Blah, whatever your name is. Sound like something you catch on your feet. You see my boy? No, I, I haven't seen him, sir. You sure? He ain't seen him. Why don't you go home and watch the late show, pops? Why don't you just go home? Little test tube, baby. What's your name? Clinton. Clinton
6: what?
5: Clinton, um, X. Clinton X, huh? Yeah, Clinton X. Uh, I'm a Muslim. Uh-huh. Well, go home and bring me back two bean pies and a pork chop salad. Little trout-mouth heathen.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I, he wasn't really on my radar too much until my roommate. He turned me on to him. Like, I don't know he was just watching this movie, and he was telling me, oh, you don't know Bebe's kids? watch baby's kids
3: ah, yeah <laughs> I was like oh yeah that was when that was when I first got turned on to him through baby's kids I think I convinced like I saw it in the movie theater wow and uh he and he used another line in there he used a line in there I think he's like called somebody a test tube baby yes and yes. <laughs>
0: A lot of so a lot of what he's saying is from his stand-up. Yeah. That was his stand-up character. I don't know what like the real guy was like, but a stand-up character was like that. Like yeah. just... <laughs> he was great. He was He had great. some lines in there. Oh my God. Said, every little step. Every little step you take gumby in this house.
2: <laughs> Around this house.
0: There's some great, great lines in here. Um, so I mentioned it before. <clears throat> Martin Lawrence Obviously, Martin would blow up—not just with the show, but Bad Boys, oh and God, become a, become one of the most iconic comedians and actors of the '90s. This is his real first true role. This is his breakout role. He plays the DJ here, and he is hilarious. Like it's just typical Martin stuff—stuff stuff that you'd see later on the TV show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know his TV show mate here it didn't end so well in the show, but Tisha Campbell plays Sydney in this. Tisha Campbell,
3: how about her in this film?
0: Man, body looking. <laughs> she had a karate body. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's, I mean, we'll talk about it. There's a the one scene where you see her get changed. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. It wasn't even like, she's in shape. Yes. She's like, she had a six pack. Yes. I was like, holy shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> we already mentioned Full Force is another hip hop group. They play the, <laughs> I do want to talk about them. They play like the bullies here, the bad guys. Um, Stab, Pee Wee, and Zilla were yeah. their names in the film. Uh, Pee-wee's got that great voice And lo- those lines I forgot what he says all the time Kick your fucking yeah, yeah, ass Yeah, kick your fucking ass Or oh, the line <laughs> I know it might not be appropriate today But like What does it smell like? <laughs> Pussies He can't fuck with you,
5: That's Yo,
2: watch out! What's out, man! What? Oh. Oh.
5: Yo, this punk motherfucker throwing shit at us, Yo, man. It, man. I smell something, I, man. You smell something? I, I, Definitely, You smell dad. something? You smell my something? Hair. I smell, I smell, I smell
2: pussy.
5: Yo, he's That's a pussy, great. man. Thick his
4: it!
2: Hey, yeah. 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 oh. yeah, how you like
0: that, boy? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You know? Oh, my God. And the way they look, too, obviously, they didn't look like high schoolers, but they're just so <laughs> menacing. That one dude's it's chest. A, oh, my, my goodness. Like, god <laughs> who else um a lot of like hip-hop artists of the day and when i say like about artists of the day i don't know what this genre was called but this was definitely like a separate genre <clears throat> of hip-hop it involved a lot of dancing you know it was very much party music yeah not that you couldn't play nwa at a party but i just associate this kind of music with house parties so yeah. like, it just felt so right yeah <laughs> this was like I think for the last time I was
3: on, you asked me the first time I saw Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "I def- it was definitely like my older sister and her crew, these hood ass chicks watching that <laughs> shit. And I would sneak in. This is what the parties were like. Oh. So like, I remember the glory days of partying, in my opinion, where like, no one sat down, no one stayed on the wall. And the guy and the girl would dance a foot away because you was trying to
0: fucking outdance this chick. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like, it just, I love high school parties and movies, but these, you see the house full of people and they're all dancing like that. Uh, it's No one's like, you know, maybe there's a couple people on the couch to show them like to effect, but they're making fun of those people. Yeah, like, and they're sitting on the couch because they're taking a fucking break. Yeah, oh, that's the big thing. <laughs> Dude, when you go to these parties, at least as I've seen in the movie, I hope it's, it's real, but you really dance your ass off. Yeah. You take a break, then you dance. And you dance with different people, too. It's not like... You're trying to impress people. Oh, shit, man. Glory days, bro. And and that's, like... I Not just from the stupid video we watched, the 2020 video, but, like, that's a big part of hip-hop culture, right? Competition. We see competition happen a lot in this movie. But, yes, there's a lot of, like, one-to-one, like, Eminem-style, like, eight-mile hip-hop competition. But just... There's that subtle, like, everyone in that room feels like they're competing. Yeah. Competing for the girl. But, like said, <clears> even <throat> to outdo the girl, it's just, it's, it's so, yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. awesome. There's such a frenetic energy about yeah. these house parties. And, look, I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, drinking involved and other stuff, but that wasn't the focus. Yeah. No. And maybe because it was whitewashed for the movie here, whatever, but it almost, like, didn't matter. Like, like, and one thing I wanted to mention about the dancing in this movie, all the scenes were shot without music. How crazy. Is this? Oh, yeah? So they just said dance, you know? But it, you wouldn't think so. <laughs> oh, that just... makes so much sense. There are a couple of
3: scenes. Mm. Not a lot. Not a lot. Only a few. And they stand out because the other
0: ones are done so well where I'm like, yo. Oh, really? I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is she listening to right now? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to sink an entire party to to a beat when they're sure, doing Like, sure, I can't
3: yeah. How they did that. You know what, though?
0: That motherfucker was black. Somebody was in there
3: snapping their hands. <laughs> Uh, 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 getting the groove going, no music.
0: For sure. I could imagine, too, on set, you were dancing your ass off because it probably hired people with dance experience and you're trying to impress everyone still. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Oh, that was definitely a real party. They were really having a good old time. Just a couple other people I wanted to mention. The, the other person who was allowed to improvise their lines here was John Witherspoon, who plays like the old man in the. In the who's played the, the stream, same, yeah. same character throughout <laughs> I, his whole career. I remember and him from a bunch of stuff: yeah. uh, the Wayne's Brothers Show, um, Friday, Friday. Of phenomenal. course, he does this thing, and I love it. And if you look up his comedy routine, it's essentially that too. Yeah, so it's it's awesome to see him here. I mean, you get cameos from people like George Clinton. <clears> you know, the director makes a cameo, but this is a movie that from the beginning to end. Even when you're not in a party, it feels like a party, right? Like, it, it's so effortless, this movie. And it is silly at times, and it is amateurish at times. But I don't care. I, I was enjoying the ride. Yeah. A trope we see in a lot of these high school films is dead parent. We got a similar thing where this kid, literally kid, <laughs> is raised by his dad. And in Boys in the Hood, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character was also raised by his dad. Different dad, different <laughs> dynamic. And by the way, side note, I love this kind of, um, I don't want to say fictional, but this interesting neighborhood or town they live in, right? It is, what, 99% black, except for the cops and the principal. Only the authority figures are white. Uh huh. There's no white people at the party. But also the school, when we go there, there's no white people in that school except yeah. for the principal. Very interesting. And there's socioeconomic dynamics that there's... You know, rich kids. There's like middle class kids, and there's poor kids, yeah, and projects, they make comment projects. projects. Yeah, they make comments on all of them subtly. Where are they, by the way? It's shot in is LA. It a, is it
3: like a fictional? But
0: it is like a fictional town because really I noticed
3: like even the license plates didn't have anything on. Yeah, they're very That's like cool. generic. But <laughs> that, know, I like that stylized that way. So do I. So uh, You know what's funny about it? This was like this whole movie is like an episode of a sitcom. I noticed mm. <clears throat> the whole movie. It's what is it like an hour and a half, an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah. The whole movie runs like a thirty-minute sitcom. And that it feels come. that way. Yeah, and even the way they're acting and like mm-hmm. you know, it's outlandish. It's uh, it's it's almost funny that it was rated R. You know, but the language and some it's, of the themes there.
0: Yeah, language and themes. And you, you know what? Even nineteen ninety though, they're not really concentrating on themes. It's completely the language. Yeah, you know. Dropping a bunch of N-words, F-words, you know, like they're just yeah. throwing that. But I like that it was rated R, though, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to pull your punches with some things, but don't pull your punches with the language that the kids are speaking. I thought it was cool. This town, again, just so stylized and beautiful looking town for the most part, except, again, the project area, but which they make fun of, and, you know, we can get into that. But the dynamic with him and his dad, you know... I love how his dad's a hard-ass, and he's, you know, get up, yelling at him, eat your breakfast. But the breakfast is prepared, yeah, like, exquisitely. Exquisitely. And it just, it added so many layers to that dad character and his relationship. And again, as a guy who watches all these high school films, we see a lot of these tropes here, but it's cool to see them in this lens. I am all for Boys in the Hood. I am. And, And stuff like that. The show's like, the quote-unquote hood and things like that. But I'm all for this, like, stylized teenage nature. Change a lot of the elements. This could be a John Hughes film. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was cool. I was thinking about that while I was watching
3: it as a totally different human being than the last time I watched it. The alternative, as far as hip-hop and black culture went, because even for me, there was Boys in the Hood and a whole bunch of other, you know... Movies that are super intense, some of them we'll watch, but then, like, I grew up on Long Island, so I was watching Boys in the Hood, like, holy shit, this Mm. is fucking crazy, you know. And then to watch this, it was definitely more my speed, right? Like, I go party with my cousins in the city or whatever. There were definitely not dueling narratives because they were, I don't want to say they were dueling, but, um, like, you know, there are different,
0: different, uh, Different shades to everything. I think your uh, Ice Cube story is, like, perfect, you know, kind of allegory for that. Because, like, they almost need Kid and Play and W.A. to cross over, if you will. Yeah. But when Kid and Play doesn't step up to that, they berate them. Because there is a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there are kind of oppositions to that. Um, They, they are not all opposed to each other but I could see someone being like a Boys in the Hood fan or an NWA fan or think a John Singleton watching this movie he's probably like that's not what it's like you know what I mean or he says oh you know if you're going to talk about cops lean into it harder you know Yeah. let's talk about it but that's not what this movie's about and that's why I'm cool with this too I'm okay with both of it because this is something that yes it is more mainstream but they're not looking like Boys in the Hood is looking to change the world they really are this is not looking to change the world. This is a movie about having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that That's really what it's about and yeah. I, I don't think you can watch this movie and not have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at least they don't pretend here. At least they don't like, I don't know why I'm thinking of this but we mentioned Cosby show before. Uh, like if you watch like early seasons of like A Different World they have like Marissa Tomei, like, oh, she's the white girl going to the the historically bad college, you know what I mean? Because they feel like they, and then then eventually the show finds its, like, uh, its voice and becomes really, really great and stronger later because they're able to be like, no, we can make a black show. That's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't have, like, white characters in here just to appeal that way. This is a really, really black movie in terms of the cast. The cast, like I said, the only white people are authority figures who are generally not good people. Yeah. You know? And I think it's okay. While, yes, we not that we had this debate, because I think we were on the same side, but we talked about um, the one, the Meteor Man guy, Robert Townsend, his criticism of stuff like Boys in the Hood, like, oh, you shouldn't only depict black people being poor and in gangs and stuff like that. <laughs> and while we disagreed with that, I think there's also room for this kind of stuff. I think that's why this movie is so popular, not just among black people, but it's popular for everyone. One, a good movie is a good movie, Right. It's going to get seen. But two, there are just some universal truths about being a teenager that cross black, white, yeah, anything. Oh, for sure. And you see them in this movie.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You nailed that. You definitely see that in this movie. (laughs) Even though everybody was 25. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, yes. To be fair. To be fair. Oh, man. So early on, I'm loving these high school scenes because again, I do this podcast, but just him like getting shoved into the bully or whatever, the pretty girls walking by and talking, trying to hype up the party. again, even though they're adults, I, I love how just the party is developing. We're building to this moment. And the party's going to be at a place house. His parents are, I know they work a night shift apparently, but they're going out of town. He said they're going to the South. He's the real South. Which is good. <laughs> before we get into the party stuff, is there anything early on that really like appealed to you or that you wanted to talk about? You know, yes. In
3: movies in general, and I might have... I know we've had this conversation before. I don't know if it was on a podcast or what. I am a sucker for the single day plot. Yes. Yes. And I've come out of so many films and been like, i like, man, why do I have that certain feeling, you know? Like, why was that so good? Or why do I feel like I was there, feel like I was in it? And then I'll realize, like, oh, shit, that took place, in, that all took place in the same day. Mm-hmm. And from the jump, I don't know, there's a certain point in the movie where you realize, like, oh, I've been watching this for 45 minutes, you know, and they're not at the party yet. Oh, shit, this is, this is probably all going to take place. And I realize, oh, they did it again. And uh, that jumped out to me when I watched it this time. I don't think I'd realized it before, but um, that's always like, always a good start
0: for me. Always a good baseline. For sure. I think if you're going to do a movie that's... I was surprised when I saw it was an hour 40-something minutes because it doesn't feel like it's that long. No, it doesn't. Part of the reason is that, that it all takes place on the same day. It's just phonetic and, and just so fast in, in, in its nature. Um, where Boys in the Hood, not that it dragged, but Boys in the Hood has like a part where they're kids you know what i mean and like you know and it kind of shows not a day in the life but it's elongated and and that's why too it's forgivable for being silly and stuff like that this is one day we're not going to be able to dive into like everyday lives of these characters it's just one day but you know what we do learn a lot about people in this one day which is awesome
3: by the way you mentioned boys in the hood and we were talking about cast before young trey I know you saw that, right? What? No, tell me. Stop. Young Trey from Boys in the Hood is uh, is what's-her-name's little brother who makes the Kool-Aid.
0: Oh, you're right. Good yeah. call. I didn't even check that yep. out. And he looks exactly the same. You're right. Like, that is
3: the same kid. <laughs> what happened to that fucking kid? Huh? Oh, my God. Because he was doing it yeah, in, the two, 90- in the early 90s. Two
0: iconic movies like Shit. that. That's crazy. Crazy. He He's probably still getting paid. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Just early on, some things I wrote down that I thought were hilarious. Like, you know, when he gets beat up by the bullies, um, a roughed up, we'll say. He's like, oh, your Shaolin technique is pretty good. I used to do that in high school if, like, someone would give me a hard time. Just fight him back with a line like that. Not, that, not the Shaolin uh-huh. line, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nothing pisses off a bully more than not cowering by just saying something dumb and yeah. stupid, you know? Uh, what else? Oh. When they get pulled into the principal's (laughs) office, again, one of the only white characters is the principal, and she's talking about them, and like, you know, oh, don't do this, don't do that. She's like, why did you call his mother a gardening tool? Yeah. Because he called her a hoe, or whatever. And then it made me think, and we see it later, this is when, like, yo mama jokes were really big. I know they got big later, but it was just so funny how many of them there were talking about people's mamas. (laughs) What else? Oh. Oh. The dad wants to stay in with the son, and he suggests watching Dolomite, Dolomite. movies. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> I had to bring that up. I had to bring that up. <laughs> Eddie Murphy was recently on Mark Maron's podcast, and he talked about like uh, the first time he met Dolomite, like the guy who played him, and just he like randomly strolled on set or something. It just made me think of that, and I think you know with the Eddie Murphy movie, that character got a lot more exposure. But loved hearing that. You know what else is funny? <clears throat> I'm thinking about.
3: When he gets roughed up in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. the Jello—he throws the Jello yeah. and it smacks the Ronald Reagan thing. Yeah, shitting what, on Reagan. What a Reagan. statement!
0: What a statement! And we saw this, that this, in *Boys in the Hood* yo. where they shot the Reagan Bush Oh yeah! Wow, it's like see where <laughs> someone can shit on this movie and say, "Oh, it's just silly. It's not really examining what's happening in the culture." They do a lot of subvers- subversive stuff oh, in this film. Yeah, they do it in a way. It's 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 more,
3: um, you know, it's more clever because they do it. They're light about it. Yeah, for sure.
0: Boys in the Hood was hitting you with a hammer with it, right? This is showing it like, this Mm -hmm. might be like an idyllic town here, but this shit still happens. This shit's still going on, for sure. (laughs) Um, You mentioned before with uh, the kid um, making the Kool-Aid and stuff. Curious about your opinion with this. So uh, we already mentioned um, Teacher Campbell. What's her character's name? Let's see. Sydney. Sydney's best friends with Shireen. They, it's funny because Sydney's rich, and Chirane is poor, if you will. And when she visits her, we get a kind of little like vignette, like a day in the life of the projects. Yeah, you know, and it, maybe it's five minutes long, but we see how many, like, ten people in a house watching TV. There's a lot of a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily criticizing it, but there is a lot of stereotype there, right? Like, the Kool Aid and just. The mom outside, she looks like she's cracked out, you know. I guess, what were your thoughts on this? Been there.
3: (laughs) Been there more times than I could count. Yeah, like, nailed it. And they made it funny, you know. But, like, that's legit. I'll keep the names. I'll keep the names off there. But (laughs) y'all know who you are. Y'all know it was like that. And I still love you. I'll be back when COVID's over.
0: You, you talked about Last time Boys in the Hood that like a lot of these stereotypes I, like I, honestly watching this made me a little bit uncomfortable like if if I knew this was a white director or something I'd be really uncomfortable you know For what sure. I mean yeah. but like the fact that it's not I'm like oh I don't know if that makes it okay or something but it's like I a- think it does <clears throat> it does because you're you're telling the story you know
3: like one of the reasons this movie was cool it's one of the the first times, if not the first time, we're seeing this experience through. It's almost like it paved the way, maybe. And I don't want to speak too much because we can go back and see what happened in nineteen ninety and eighty nine. And blah, blah, blah. but, like, to show this to the to the broader audience, to the broader world, in not such a scary, mm. glasses half empty type of way. It's the same shit. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um. You know, boys in the hood, like, it's just, oh, we're gonna focus on this, as opposed to this. You know, so, but it's real. Chicks live in the projects, and you couldn't go get no play because their parents was always (laughs) there was always somebody at the (laughs) crib.
0: I love that line too because that that's almost, it's obviously worse of those you know circumstances, but that is something like teenage boys think about. Uh, when they're having a conversation like exactly what you know plays conversation there like essentially if i want to get with her there's no place to do it yeah and and it's it's weird but when you're living at home that's a factor that matters mm-hmm. <laughs> he said you
3: can't afford a hotel <laughs> oh my goodness
0: oh man so basically you know they're setting up for this big party i love them just like begging martin to dj and they're just treating him like shit He's got all the equipment, and there's a there's the point where like uh, play goes to pick him up, but he's got like girls in the car, and he brings all the equipment over, but leaves uh, you know Martin's character there. <laughs> that
3: is a scene. I'm like kind of low key OCD, so there are certain things that I just like always remember, <laughs> and I forgot about this scene, but he puts that speaker in the back of the car. Ooh, that shit. Fucked me up. I was immediately brought back to the first time I saw it, and I was mortified. And I was just as mortified. That's they so show it twice. I think they show like a little scratch, and then they show him scratching up some more. <sighs> I was like, oh, God. Yeah. That's another <laughs> scene. Yeah, that was just like when, uh, what's his name, when Doughboy's brother, when Ricky gets shot. Oh. Had the same feeling when that speaker got scratched up.
0: <laughs> that shit never gets any easier. You're a man who loves the speakers. <laughs> I, again, I love, though, just the setup of the party, and we already talked about how phonetic and cool these parties are. But I guess the the big crux of the film is the fact that a kid he got in trouble at school. Um, his dad finds out. They send a letter. I know that he's either they're gonna call or send a letter or whatever. That yeah, that pink slip. The, the pink slip. I remember that. And he's basically <laughs> he's basically like, you know, you're gonna be on punishment if you don't, you know. You can't go out, obviously. And I love the way he's talking about it, too. And he's not necessarily like, oh, you can't party at all. He's talking about his dad. He's talking about such a practical angle. Like, oh, I know they work late. Now that I think about it, they're out of town. These people, you know, worked hard for that house and you're ruining, you know, you guys are going to ruin that house. There's specific things that I don't see in other teen movies. He's not just talking about his, like, he doesn't want his kid to have fun because he should be punished. He's talking about such practical aspects of it, too. Like, they're nice people with a nice home and you're going to fuck it up. And apparently that home, by the way, was a play's actual home that they shot in. Oh, yeah? Which is interesting, yeah. And then, you know, classic teen trope. He's got to sneak out. He doesn't want his dad to find out. And that becomes a thing in the movie, which, which is hilarious. But just his trip to the party is great. We haven't really, we've alluded to them. But we haven't really talked about them. The cops that are just, like, pulling over everyone. Like, in this, what seems to be, like, a idyllic black town. They're these two white cops who are just assholes. They just pull everyone out over and hijinks and stu, stupid shit, right? But it, but it is... Hijinks, yeah. <laughs> it is, though, obviously mirrors the fucking black experience, For obviously, sure. that we still talk about today in 2021, um, and which we saw in Boys in the Hood, which we'll see probably in a lot of these films. Oh, I'm sure. And just their chase of him, plus the chase from the bullies who just basically want to kill him, And again, just like, I'm going to kick your ass, Pee Wee. I just love it. I like when he stumbles on that uh, fraternity reunion. It's just like older black people who clearly have money, you know, really defined. And George Clinton is the DJ. Yeah, Which is crazy to think about. (laughs) I wished he actually rapped there. He didn't. He was about to and he didn't because he got chased out. But anyway, like it was very... uh, I thought uh, it was cool that he didn't. It would have been too... Too much, too much for the film, you know. (laughs) We were like waiting for it. It ends up that like Sydney's parents are at this party, too. That doesn't really uh factor in. I thought it was going to, right? I thought he was like, Oh, I know you, son. Yeah, didn't really happen, but uh, I don't know. I felt like they were kind of making a statement by showing you know, rich, educated black people.
3: Yeah, they were doing a lot, they were doing a lot, they were doing funny because you mentioned like i think it's actually good we started with boys in the hood because that's like we talked about kind of like the bedrock right so like the the reference point but they were like doing all the same things in their own way or a lot of the same things they were doing a lot of the same things in their own way you know showing that there were levels you know levels Mm -hmm. to it it was interesting
0: like uh i'm gonna bring back the fresh prince because again i think they come from the same place yeah um in that show uh Uncle Phil, Philip, very rich, successful black man, but an attorney. But they have those hard episodes where he talks about being a civil rights attorney and protesting and stuff like that. And they kind of mirror that here. I mean, this is before that, but they kind of mirror that here. Like, yes, these people are rich. Yes, they're clearly not having the same experience as those people in the projects. But when those cops come, they don't press charges. They basically they, the dad calls them fascists at yeah, one point yeah I mean? yeah, so it, it still shows that like the even though these people are rich and again, maybe that's too ideal uh, idealistic right I don't know, but even though these people are rich, they're still with it and know where their people have come from in a sense where again they're not going to just turn them into the cops because right. they disrupted that part because they know what cops do to young black men. they could have easily turned those th- the thug guys in if right. they wanted to right, but not even them there's one part. I laughed
3: so hard. I think it was with the dad, and he's walking, and he's like, mad that the cops pulled him over. And he's like, the cop's like, he's like, yeah, you look suspicious. and You definitely look black.
5: <laughs> Kill him, Sam. I should have never married that white woman. Hold it right there. Oh, shit. Hey, you, where are you going? I'm going to mind my fucking business. That's where I'm going. Do you have a problem with that officer? <laughs> with the questions. What is this, Jeopardy? No, it ain't Jeopardy. It ain't Monopoly either. And I ain't going to jail. Freeze! Freeze! God damn. You all sound like a set of in man. Put your hands on top of your head.
6: Shh. Top.
5: Lean back. I know why you stopped me. I know why. Because I'm a poor black man in a black neighborhood on a black block, and y'all just want to bust my black ass. No, no. You look suspicious. Ain't that a bitch. Yeah, you look suspicious, and you definitely look black. Turn around. Your wife likes it, old bitch. Man. We're responding to a 415 disturbance in the neighborhood. You could be coming from that disturbance. That's why we stopped you. Man, the only fucking disturbance is you fuck with me. Hell, don't think I can't read no badge numbers, chump. Boyd and Warnarski. Yeah, I'll turn your ass in. Okay, that's enough, okay? <clears throat> What's your attitude, okay, pal? Ain't that a bitch. Go home. Fuck you. Officer's a goddamn law. Go. I'm not ready to go home. Go home, pal. Yeah, go. You don't know who you fucking with. I'm from a small town called Fresh Harbor Cops. You're making me homesick. Let me find that damn boy. he would look like a room.
0: Yes, yes, so at the same time... um. Kid's dad, you know, uh, pops Robin Harris's character. Sorry, Christopher Robinson Senior. But you know, he's the dad in the movie. He's out looking for his son because he knows he left the house, and he's like, he's gonna kick his ass essentially. And like you said, the cops pull him over. Oh, there was no servants in the neighborhood, and they're like, you look, you know, suspicious. You look black, whatever. If when you think about that, he improvised his lines. It makes it so much more hilarious. Yeah. I love his back talk to them. You know, he just he's just relentless. Never is he like, I'm sorry, officer, blah, 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 the whole time. Because he knows he's innocent. He just didn't do shit. You know what I mean? And And you don't
3: see that in films at the time. Like, you, you weren't seeing that,
0: you know? I saw it, again, from the perspective of Boys in the Hood and other stuff I've seen. I saw it as, this is something that a black person probably couldn't say to a cop, or they might seriously get shot or something like that. But what every black person... In this situation, especially like an old timer like this, would love to say to would cop, love to say, you know, say. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was running for, through your head. It was fulfilling that, and oh god, that's so amazing. Just we get a lot of high school films, and we'll probably see some that only really focus on the kids. I love seeing parents, and even if they're caricatures, it's still great. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the party. It is called House Party. And I know we said it's awesome, but I love the, like, the little things that happen at this party. You mentioned people dancing and taking breaks. I wrote that down. That's awesome. Uh, the rap battle. what do you think of the rap battle that happens at the party?
6: It's the P-L-A-Y, just here to say hi, asking you, may I tell you about the day I picked up a microphone, a pad, and a pen. The legend of the tramp against the party host With the most giving you a dose, see? Leaving instructions, so listen closely Two lines form and make sure you step soon Fellas at the back door, girls by the bedroom The name is Flame. don't dare play me cheap The microphone is a broom and I'ma sweep you Off your feet with feelings that you never felt Another notch in the belt, no secret I like to freak with the best of them Then head to the stage in a test of men And when it's done and said and said and done play is going to be the victorious one yeah dope ain't it yeah, yeah, I know. Give me that mic.
1: Oh, you want some of this? Yo, it's my turn. I'm never fessing, possessing the tools that it takes to rock. I think it's time for the new kid on the block. With the style is wild yet so unique. I can't be stopped from reaching my peak because giving my all in all. That's how I gotta live. It's my prerogative. So you know I gotta give more for the dance floor. And I'll make your brain sore. Kids revving and buzzing just like a chainsaw. Well look, you'll say, damn man, that kid he's a grand man. Cause I bust a handstand on American bandstand. With these, I please with ease and make your mind freeze. Straight out the 80s right into the 90s giving you the highs and lows like a drama and if the mic got juice you know i'ma keep wailing you know i'll have you staring a while because the kids much more than hair and a smile <laughs> that is the hype shit oh, i see
6: Think you all that now yup
1: and then some
6: it's my party, and I'll rhyme if I want to. Be careful, and don't you step to the front to diss, because I'm going to dismiss with a death kiss and make you sorry that you ever stepped to this microphone wizard. So come on, place your bet. Is it going to be me or erase ahead Put your money on a sorry old poor thing where you can <laughs> get behind a sure thing. And that's me, the capital P on the high tip. One false move, and you'll get your ass whipped. Just tell me how the rhymes and the cut sound. You won't start feeling the pain to your touch ground. Boy, you're going way out. I'm ready to serve you. If you can stay out past your pops curfew, look at him, already it has-been. Let place play say a rhyme that'll tuck your ass in. Yeah. Am I paid a what? But to some kind of
1: vibe. You
2: know
6: what I'm saying?
1: crazy, Once again, the boy's blowing smoke about what he wanna be. But it isn't, it wasn't, and it ain't never gonna be possible. Cause I got lots of pull. And when you rhyme, oh, there's lots of pull. When it comes time to step to a mic, I don't sit around. Play, you know I don't kid around. So come with it, boy. Don't even hide your best. Cause kids spell back, was described as your best. Look around, watch the people clap hands in unity. As the momentum swings from Udemy, you, you issued a challenge. Yeah, you threw it up. Step to the stage, too late, I blew it up. Built, just filled with excellence you heard the rhymes you've been petrol ever since there's no missing the words that i laid out you didn't play you just got played out oh yeah anything y'all could do i i also could do but i could also do it better <laughs>
3: kids verses are so dope his verses are so dope for this for the type of rap that he's doing his verses are sick
0: and it it is very old school sounding and it is very you know different than i think what we get today but you're right that was if you like like the origins oh man so cool good for play too to not feel like oh why are they focusing on kids so much you know what i mean Kid wins that rap battle yes. for sure. Those verses were so good and so fun, and were working so well with the party they were building. You yeah. Know? Oh man, that was the moment.
3: That was the moment.
0: And the fact that they just like hug at the end and kind of like that was awesome. I loved it because at the end of the day, they're just friends, and it's just a, like a, t- a tandem. It's very high school. It's very teen. No one was angry at everyone else, and you you brought up color before. Boys in the Hood is a very Everyone's wearing black, you know, except Cuba Gooding Jr. stuff like that. But like the bad guys are not bad. I don't mean bad as like evil. I mean like like Ice Cube, his gang, red, blue because they're in gangs. But yeah. It's not like this. Like there's such a beautiful color palette that's like honestly more akin to uh you know Cuba Gooding Jr.'s outfit yeah. <laughs> in Poison the Hood than it is to like what Ice Cube would be wearing. At this party, though. Even uh, Tisha Campbell's outfit is awesome. Her yeah. friend's outfit is awesome. Just the colors as they move mm. while they're dancing. Everyone rooting for them. I just love this party. I can't say that enough. I was, I was thinking of the line. He says, uh,
3: <coughs> Step to the stage too late, though you blew it up. Yeah, it was, you issued a challenge. Yeah, you threw it up. Step to the stage too late, you blew it up. And like, step to the stage, hey, goes the hands on the mic. And then play goes to take, he says, too late, you blew it up. He walks away, yeah, I jumped off my couch,
0: bro. It's like, damn, he was getting it. And I love when, like, Kid knows he nailed that last verse. And he, like, he doesn't drop the mic, but he lets it hang, you know, like, it, like it doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe if we saw him rap at that fancy party scene, it wouldn't have been as impactful here.
3: Yeah, and the fact that he tries, which they get into on that clip that you play, Mm -hmm. to throw your hands in the air, da 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 da. It's so awkward. It's like the lead up to like, oh my god, like I hope this dude doesn't try and rap at the at the real party, you know. (laughs) And we all know what he can do in real life,
0: you know. But I think that's a lost art too. Well, I never. I was never lucky enough in my lifetime to go to a party and there was live musicians. You see it in a lot of these movies, but it's rare, right? But I think it's a lost art of warming up the crowd like that. Yeah. Um. I was watching this was great like Biggie documentary on Netflix. Like in the documentary, Biggie was saying how he got so popular, and look, you know, he dies at twenty three, twenty four, right, something like that. But he got so popular, younger than them in the movie, which is funny. But he got so popular that he would go on stage and didn't even matter what he said they were cheering, right? And I think a lot of hip-hop artists today, if someone's buying a $40, 50 60 ticket for a concert, they're going to cheer no matter what, right? Yeah. There is something awesome and beautiful that I don't know how much it happens today because just the way the music industry works and just anything, you know, not just hip-hop, that people are really competing like, I got to get the crowd's attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you see that in, the, in that documentary little thing there we watch or in this film, like, there's just the whole bring in the crowd and I know those are actors there but you can tell they're digging the performance that, that's yeah. happening right I don't know how many takes it took but watching it, it doesn't feel like it took a lot of takes nah.
3: no No, I, I bet you man outside of like technical shit I would love to see see the stats the facts on those because I bet you it was so few Maybe. and that's just the vibe like we do that on the train bro like we do that in the car we do that for no reason. That's just literally when you were like, "Oh, your relationship with hip hop," like that's just in you. It's <clears throat> it's harder to not like hype out like that when you're just with a bunch of people, with a bunch of black people, and like black folks that you know. It's it would be more weird to not be doing that than to be doing that. Wow. Unless like you know something crazy's going on, but even the racial justice protests turn into
0: dance parties and shit. And that's again that like that's what I loved about the movie. Where again, I still love Boys in the Hood. I'm not saying I don't. But Boys in the Hood is very you leave it, man, this world sucks, you know? <laughs> you leave house party, we're like, yo, this world is awesome. Yeah, you know? I'm like,
3: damn, when is this fucking social distancing gonna be over?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? So good, so good. So, just quickly, when it comes to scenes and the plot of the film, there's a weird dynamic, as, mentioned, as we mentioned, between like the two best friends, Tisha Campbell's character and Sydney and Shireen, or Shireen. If I mispronounce her name, I apologize. Um, Shiree. Oh, Shiree. They I mean, say Shiree. Shiree, we'll call. <laughs> her- you
3: say Shireen. It's That's some white ass shit. It's spelled, Who wrote
0: that? It's spelled S H A R A N E. Oh, Sharane then. Charane. Charane, right? I always
3: thought it was Sharay. All right, so Sharane.
0: Sharay, Sharane, whatever. Charane.
3: <laughs> I thought you said Shereen before. I think
0: I was trying to like make sense of it. Uh, so, the two best friends, Sharane. Not just that she's trying to get with both kid and play. She's kind of hedging her bets a little bit, you know what I mean? And she's more the obvious, at least the movie portrays it. Look, Tisha Campbell is beautiful, okay? Like, let, let's not pretend. But we watch these movies, these a lot of these high school movies, and they always have, like, oh, she's more of, like, the sensitive one. She's more of, like, the, you know, she's the realer one, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But, again, she's still a very pretty lady. It's not like, you know, and the movie portrays it like not untrue teenage boy is like the one who's like more the guarantee yeah exactly yeah. <laughs>
3: <Sex>. <laughs> yo by the way we have to take a time out i don't know who's listening to this right now you need to google what sheree looks like right now
0: aj johnson is aj johnson
3: or adrian joy johnson if you want to and look that she is i'm i'm training my ass off to look like that Whoa!
0: <laughs> Holy Bro.
6: shit!
3: Yes, she's like an eight pack, dude. Yo, what? And and the whole movie, I'm looking at her, I'm like, yo, she's fit as fuck. And then I've seen her in other movies. She's like Tyrese's mom and baby boy. Yeah, and yeah. All the while, she's ripped, and I'm like, what happened to her? Where'd she go? And she went for it. Oh
0: my god! She's like a celebrity trainer right now. She's oh my god. She's older than my mom, and she looks like she's fucking... Oh, my God. Good call. <laughs> wow. Right? Man. I... And Tisha Campbell in the movie, like you said, is, like, in <laughs> great yeah. yeah, these two. Jeez. <laughs> and they
3: weren't, like... They were just, like, it's like junior actors. It's not like yeah. they were, like, you know... They
0: definitely weren't, like, training for yeah. anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, <laughs> so, her character... again. Okay. Loves to dance, loves to... She kind of hedges her bets with the two guys. But you're right. They're both inter, and it's such a teenage thing, because she feels like a guarantee. She feels like she's going to have sex with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tisha Campbell seems more like the innocent one, whatever. It ends up, though, that a kid and her end up kind of coupling up. There's a point where he takes her home, whatever, and there's like an almost sex scene, which is such like a pro... uh, birth control message in this. But it wasn't like Boys in the Hood kind of message, but almost. Yeah, I was actually, that scene left me wondering
3: between that and, like I'm sure, we we'll are talk about the, the, the jail scene, mm-hmm. which they made it look like it was, you know, Riker's Island. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, when did condoms
0: hit the scene? Well, this is definitely an era where they're talking about it a lot. The condoms have been around forever. Condoms been around since ancient Rome. But they weren't using them. AIDS is what really made AIDS, people start like, to use yeah, karma. like
3: protection from yeah, and 1990
0: yeah. and AIDS yeah. is like yeah, you know what I mean like we're in the heart of the AIDS epidemic in 1990 yeah. so I, I mean it's a conscious effort by the director to be like even though it's not all about that because he asks like oh you're on the pill right do you have a diagram he says yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is funny so they go up to her room and it's like a high she schooler's a freak. room freak yeah He's like, I got a condom in my wallet. And he pulls out the condom and it's just like, you know, it's deteriorating. He's had it there that long. Which shows a little bit of his character as well. He might act like he's like this cool guy, but if that condom's rotting in his wallet, you know? Yeah. He's probably not getting that much. Yeah. They end up not having sex, but they have a nice intimate moment. And her parents come home from that party... And she's like, I gotta be in my sleep clothes. Get out of here thing. And we don't see too much. Well, he puts the dog in like a barbecue. Yeah. (laughs) Classic like silly shit, you know. But I did like that dynamic about her that they didn't end up having sex. And it kind of a, I don't know, it's very old school. And it makes you remember, like this movie's for teenagers originally. Like we can enjoy it now and I really enjoyed it now. But they made this movie for like teenage kids. Right, 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 right. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I want to talk more a little bit more about Kid's journey as well because you brought up the jail scene. He gets there <clears throat> basically he's running from the bad guys again, you know that that crew and the way that they're just chasing him and a lot of silly shit there's this weird thing that I guess these people are burglars that the cops catch and there's like a whole who done it silliness <sighs> where kid ends up with a in a refrigerator. <laughs>
3: oh yeah. I actually remember years ago watching this and having this, like, cognitive dissonance with, like, what was happening at the time. Like, maybe I took a nap and, like, woke up or, like, went to go get another beer or something. And, like, the same thing happened this time when I was watching it. And, like, they jump on the bus. and like, you see the dog's eye view, like, coming to the <laughs> bus. And I was like, yo, what? I that's, said, but it gets him in jail. So
0: that's the weirdest part of the movie. <laughs> it's the fucking. That's the part weirdest part of the movie. I what? know you and I haven't seen it in a while, but we've definitely seen it enough, and it's like the least memorable part to <laughs> me because it's like, what? You I know, forgot
3: I, about it until I saw it again, and I was like, oh yeah, this happened. The fuck? Who are these guys? So are they odd. twins? Like what the fuck?
0: So odd. <laughs> yeah, it
3: doesn't even explain them. Like thing what? on his head. I just realized just now after like really focusing on the TV, I was like, oh, he stole a, like a beauty salon thing. Is that what that is? I think,
0: but it's, it's so weird. Yeah. But whatever it is, it just ends up getting the four of them caught by the police again. They're waiting for this moment and they throw him in jail. And it's a little bit, like you said, like a little bit Rikers Island, a little bit jailhouse rock, you know?
3: Yeah. Well, I just (laughs) think it's funny because he's in jail and not only is he in jail, He's in the fucking holding cell. But they're all getting ready to, like,
0: yeah. have sex with him. Like they've been in jail for years. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. There is... And if the movie comes off a little, like... I'm surprised more of these movies are not more homophobic, considering, like, the how things are in that era. Some of his lyrics here can be a little homophobic, but let's put that aside for a second. Um, literally, this scene is about Kid being in the holding cell with really hard criminals who probably should you know they probably like you said would already be in a different prison whatever all drawing straws and debating who's going to rape him first that is literally this scene I was like oh my god Like I remembered he was in jail I didn't remember like that aspect of it yeah oh don't worry about it it won't take but a minute
5: depending on who's in it Is there anything I can do to stop this? Well, Richard Pryor said when he was in prison, he kept folk clever, kept the mind off his booty. Do you know any jokes?
1: No, I don't know any jokes.
5: Well, you better think of something.
1: What if I can't think of anything?
5: Lights out, the party's over, the cake's on the griddle, and you already agree <laughs> All, All right, right. first, Let's my man. On Let's out. go. who's up All right, here we go. Running game. Come on. Excuse me, everybody,
1: uh, won't you gather around? I got something to say. Yo, who is this just, just a guy who looks at things differently. The way things are, aren't always how they're meant to be. With the big men, here in the bullpen, I don't want my knees to take a full bend. Step back, ask yourself, can it wait? Or do you want to become an AIDS candidate? Take your eyes off me, don't even watch the kid. Or you'll go out, like Liberachi did.
3: Well, you know what's so crazy? So, hip-hop. And this is one of the things, especially now, going back, which is so interesting. <clears throat> one of, you know, the we all have these cardinal sins. One of the cardinal sins of hip-hop is homophobia, right?
0: Good so, call, good call.
3: But what's interesting is this movie, as far as hip-hop is concerned, it was like, went easy on it. Mm-hmm but had to let you know like <laughs> oh we're still not down with this you know you're right, what you're i'm right. saying you're right you know so i thought that was i thought that was super interesting from a cultural perspective what they were trying to do at the time because they're using words that like i wouldn't even say the same way like people shouldn't be saying the n-word
0: you know yeah like, like this the anti-gay f word. Yeah, but it's funny the way you say it is so true because he doesn't seem like he's being malicious about it. He's more just like I'm. A, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not using the real words. Like, but but remember, I'm not gay. Kind of things like yeah. that. Like it's like that. And you're like, that's a really good call on that. And it is. I don't want to say funny. So again, just to set the scene, guys, the way that he's gonna stop these people from raping him is by rapping. You know, using a little hip hop magic to get the. <laughs> To distract them, I suppose, until he's bailed out of jail. Um, Let's not forget that everyone
3: in jail is gay. <laughs> like it was the most ridiculous thing. It was almost like a Broadway show.
0: It really was. <laughs> it really <laughs> was. Like you know how on Broadway, like they invent reasons to make a song. Yeah, that's what this was. And the craziest one I've ever thought. Of. Look, we know prison rate happens, we've watched Oz, we've watched The Wire. I'm not saying it, it doesn't happen, but again, this is not prison. He's just in the holding cell for the, the night. <laughs> and there's one guy there's one like they're talking about like the crimes and then one guy's like, Oh, I was ahead of a daycare. You're like Yeah. That is dark. That is scary, you know? Oh my God. And I know it's supposed to be played for comedic effect. You watch it now today and you're like, This is the scene that really aged the worst Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He ends up bailed out He's bailed out by, like, the crew, right? So it's Play, Martin, and the two girls. Martin, who's been counting the same $200 and 20 the whole car ride.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, some people get criticized for playing one note their whole career. But some people also make whole careers out of it. I think it's great. Martin, oh, so good. I think it's great. You know what else was so interesting?
3: Before they brought up his breath,
0: the dragon breath yeah
3: because before they brought up his breath i was like his fucking mouth is just so open and like (laughs) like his top like his lips are so wet and then they brought up his breath later and Mm -hmm. kept it as a theme and he just did such a good job you can tell like he's a natural yeah they were like oh you're gonna be the stank breath
0: he's a natural he's just such a natural not that uh, look, I'm sure he's very, very rich now. I know they just had like another Bad Boy sequel that was good, but it's not like Martin is the name he was in the '90s and even early 2000s. But you can't do the history of TV without him. You can't do the history of comedy without yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely not. He's just such an iconic, just actor, and again, just a natural. Like I'm, there was a really dumb movie I remember. I think it was called literally called Black Knight. Oh he, yeah, he goes back in time. And he's terrible. A fucking, he's a fucking yeah, terrible, right? But but it was good. But <laughs> was only life. only him could not only, but there's a very few people who could do that. You know what I mean? Like literally, the elevator pitch for that is Martin is going to the medieval. Martin t- is age. going to the medieval. Boom, done. And maybe it's a shit movie. Maybe it's a good movie. But that's a movie that's gonna get made. Yeah. You know? Yes. And that goes yes. back to even you know like Abbott and Costello, Three Stooges. You know, like you could say that to a producer and like. Silent films. Charlie Chaplin is going to space. I know yeah. that wasn't a thing at the time, but they would make it. Yeah. And Martin is one of the few people who got to that level. Yeah. Where you just put Martin here and people could watch it. Yeah. Crazy. And it starts here. This is a movie you have to watch more than talk about, to be honest with you. It's just like a fun, phonetic house party movie. It, it's an hour 40 something, like we said, but really, a lot of minutes are spent watching people dance. And it's totally fine, which is really cool. Um, and we kind of uh, have this end thing where, at, at this point, Sydney has told her friend or whatever that, like, what happened, and now she's just focused on Play, the friend, because she's like, okay, whatever. And uh, I love the goodbye scenes between the, the characters. I lo- Like, when Play drops the, the one girl off, whatever, like, he's like, yeah, we, you know, we, we had a moment. It, oh, was a lipstick on my face, whatever? But she totally, I don't know, again, the message... Maybe there's a message here, I don't know, but when she's like, no, you know, we'll go on a date, whatever, like you're not going to come in, you're not going to get a kiss, you know, it's a cute, cutesy little thing. And then we think there's a little bit of a future too for Kid and, and uh, Sydney, right? And, oh, for sure. That light skin thing. Uh, is that? So, okay, I was going <laughs> to, <laughs> you broke up, right? Like, <laughs> um, it's colorism in film is something that's talked about. Uh, a lot um, it is interesting right like the two lead the lead guy and lead girl very light skinned is, is that a thing <clears throat> like? oh yeah so
3: yes ooh interesting conversation <coughs> I don't even know if I'm ready for this yes it's a thing lens through which you just bought it up as far as hierarchical maybe in this particular space, but like in the black space, in the hip-hop space, like you'll hear all the time. There's like a line all the time we say. And it's like rappers say it all the time. Kanye West. they like, I'm gonna make sure these light-skinned niggas never come back in style. (laughs)
2: Because
3: there was a period in the 80s, like your DeBarge and your Prince, right? Well, Prince doesn't count. Prince transcends everything. For sure, for sure. But it's still, yeah. But even if you look at... If you look at Michael Jackson's transition, Good you know point. what I'm saying? Like, what, where he was to where he, quote-unquote, wound up, wanted to be, and we're just talking about skin tone, not mm-hmm. anything else. Yes. Yeah, there is definitely a thing. So, it would have been strange. I knew from the beginning of the movie, like, the first time I saw it, I knew that they weren't going to mismatch. You know what I'm saying? And I knew before I knew anything about it, before I knew any of the characters... When they first came into the cafeteria, I was like, oh,
0: I know who's winding up with who right now. It's an uncomfortable thing, I think, for a lot of people to talk about, but it is interesting and strange how it ended up that way. And you see that in a lot of film, that it ends up that way. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy to think about. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) (coughs) So real, though. So real. I mean, hey, color
0: is color just just <laughs> insane um I gotta say though about the ending of this film I love love how it ends and maybe it's not like politically correct or whatever but uh, you know kid gets home and he thinks whatever everything's good uh, he had a good he had a good day all things considered, <laughs> one not that she was uh, he was rescued a, from the, prison he had a great day met a girl who was like his future you know won a rap battle. It a great day yeah even jail was awesome he got his stripes <laughs> it's true <yeah>. you know <laughs> but then I'm gonna be rapping about that shit <laughs> <laughs> but then you kind of at this point have forgotten a little bit about the dad even though he's a big central character but you think maybe he's gonna get away with it It's what well. almost a ferris bueller moment you know ferris bueller gets home his parents see him oh he's been in bed the whole time blah, blah, blah. he's the greatest blah, blah. and then ferris bueller wins Not in this movie, and I love it. No. His dad's like, oh, I know you've been out. And it literally ends with closing credits, and we hear his dad whipping him with a bell. Yeah. So real. (laughs) So real.
3: And that's the difference. That's the difference between black parents and white parents. They catch
0: your ass. They know what you did. It's just a matter of if they can get their hands on them or not. (laughs) And again, it might be politically incorrect today. I don't care. I love that that was his consequence, because it almost felt like... You can't get off Ferris Bueller wise. You can't get off like scot free. Like something's gotta happen. But there has to be a payoff with the dad character.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And and there's also this thing where like, we're hustlers. Like the black parent, the black parent is a hustler. You know, like the black parent unseen it all. They know what you're doing. It's just a matter if they have the energy to bust your ass for it or not.
2: <laughs> so
3: the fact that he got him, I didn't even flinch. It was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what was gonna go down The only thing that's weird Is your dad's 36 and you're
0: 25 <laughs> Yes, yes, but still <laughs> He's so good He he might be the MVP of the movie but. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah So, there's a post-credit or like a mid-credit scene Which is a weird callback Did you see that? The bad guys The three, what are they called? What, full force? Full force, yeah They're just standing around, they get knocked the roof of the house falls on them. And that's a callback to something really random in the beginning of the movie where like a house blows up. In the opening credits? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I had to be like, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, that was the opening credits. And I looked it up. But the, the roof of the house just crushes them.
3: I don't even know if I remember that.
0: Yeah, like honestly, I have to say, like, I don't think it landed well. I think we were so far removed from that because so much has happened that it's weird to think back to the opening credits. Well, I remember the opening credits. And if you watch the movie and you watch through the credits, like it's like kind of a marvel. Thing. Oh, through the end credits. Yeah, through the end credits. Oh, yeah, I never do that. The top of the house fell on them. And it's just like, oh, okay. It's not bad. It's funny. That's what's,
3: but that's what's so funny about the movie. It's literally like a cartoon. It's mm-hmm. like an hour and forty-five minute <laughs> cartoon, like fucking bobby's world or hannah yes, montana yes. or something bobby's world's a good example though i've never seen, ever seen Hannah
0: but you... montana. i don't know oh. the... <laughs> but i've seen a ton of bobby's world <laughs> but that's what it feels yeah, like exactly you know and that's fine that's fun and that's why the pacing is so good of the movie it is a cartoon and that's totally okay yeah you mentioned before that there are sequels to this film oh yeah there are almost too many sequels to this film. dude house party threes We won't be able to cover the sequels on this show because none of them are in high school school anymore. So House Party 2. We'll have to watch them on our own. (laughs) Yes. House Party 2. It's called House Party 2, The Pajama Jam. Yes. And it takes place in college. Queen Latifah's in it. You know, Robin Harris has obviously passed away, so he's not in it. But it's still something that's super fun. I think a lot of people still like it. It's not as like well-regarded as the first film. It actually has really bad reviews, but I feel like it's in the same world and it's okay, you know. House Party Three came out in ninety four. Anyway, so let's do the math. If House Party Two comes out in ninety two, they're like not college age either, but whatever. House Party Three, um, the guys are in it, but apparently, have you seen that? You've seen House Party Three? You're saying? Yeah, Yo, House Party Three was the first one I remembered. Really? Yeah, it had TLC. Exactly. Yes, dude, it had Bernie Mac. So so supposedly I've never seen. Supposedly it's more of an ensemble. Bernie Mac, TLC. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I thought it was the best one. It has, um, uh, immature. Oh
3: wow! Or is that the- oh, immature? Is like Omarion. And uh
0: it's that's not they House want Party B two K. No 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 House Party Three. Cause House Party Four has them too. Oh, they're. I looks. like I guess they're introduced in House Party Three. They're introduced in House Party. 3. They're kids. Yes. Yeah, and they crush it. And you're right. So, immature becomes IMX. It becomes B2... Not B2K. Yeah, immature. Right? Like, they're, like, related Becomes B2K. I don't remember. <laughs> they're all in the same genre. Yeah. Um, but IMX is the star of House Party 4. It's called House Party 4 Down to the Minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've never seen it.
3: There's always a the point where you cut off the series. Yes. It's like Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> You know? (laughs) Like, oh, he got lost in New York, and then it was over.
0: Yeah, because there's, like, another kid. Yeah, this is the same shit. So I didn't realize that. You're right. Like, they're introduced in this, in House Party 3. But House Party 4 is the first one that doesn't have anyone but them in it. It's called Down to the Last Minute. Never seen it. Really silly. So Marcus Houston is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, amateur IMX. Um, And then there was a House Party 5. Oh, my God. Are you serious? But no, it's... It's not really House Party 5 Kid and play. I'm in
3: it. Like who the fuck?
0: It's 2013. They tried. Stop. Uh, let me just like, that. can you can you just walk around so I can show you this cover? Oh, okay. because I don't want to move my I don't equipment. Even know but... if I want to see it. You don't.
3: Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my god. They got all the different races on the front. they're like, oh, we got everybody in here.
0: They forgot about like what this movie's supposed to be about and like the main guy's a white guy. Oh so. man. So and apparently, this is like one of, <laughs> house party is one of LeBron James' favorite films. and he said that they're producing a newer house party or reboot. I don't think it's gone into production. who knows can people talk, 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 you know. but there's that fa- there's a famous LeBron James commercial where he like references house party and uh, I think didn't play are in it but who knows maybe we'll get another house party these days
3: if lebron is involved listen nothing (coughs) like they just have the new coming to america Mm -hmm. i don't need to see it i won't see it (laughs) as 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 iconic as coming to america will always be that's why i don't need to see this one fair if lebron is involved nothing will ever be what it was but if you're looking to give a little nod To the older crowd who remembers the old joint, and then maybe trying to get a new crowd. Kind of like Space Jam, you know? Like, the new Space Jam is coming out. Yeah, and it'll be, I bet it'll be good. I bet, like, it'll be monumental for this generation, you know? So maybe this next house party, they'll create something where this generation's like, oh man, that was
0: dope, you know? At least LeBron loves the movie series enough, like, and he's got the money, obviously, to hopefully. Respect it more than House Party 4, Tonight's the Night. Yeah, well, House Party 4. Anyone who's listening... Well, that's 5. Don't. Sorry, that's House Party 5. Who
3: cares? <laughs> house Party fucking 4 or 5. <laughs> I don't even need to see 4. 5 was everything that's wrong with everything. But you respect the trilogy, at least, the first three. I respect
0: the, I respect the hell out of the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanted to mention about House Party? Man...
3: I think we got it. Um, other than the Ain't My Type of Hype scene, dance scene, that is like a oh, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that dance. Yeah. In our cult, like you're literally judged in our culture. Like, we'll be on the dance floor. I've been on the dance floor, I can't even name the amount of times. And you start doing that little chicken shuffle with your elbows, <laughs> and you look at the other person, and they know right away, this is what we're doing. Oh, shit. And like, some people get the kicks wrong, you know, and you're like, man, and you have this moment, but yeah, it's just, it's just a good movie. It's just a good ass, that da- ass That movie.
0: dance uh, sequence is so iconic. They're so good at so it. So good,
3: man. I might go home and watch that shit again. Yeah, that dance
0: the, sequence is amazing. I am definitely inspired
3: by this movie. Like anyone who's listening right now, go out get the vaccine so this winter whoever's listening is invited to the party that I'm going to throw at my place
0: in tribute to this movie god right like what I want to go to a house party party oh man I want to go to a house party party covid end because this needs to happen again hmm. you know you play that music and and this was so great about the music too you can't you can't back away from the music when you talk about this film because the music just That's music that makes you want to dance no matter what.
3: Yeah. You know what messed me up in this film? I'm starting to remember things. I'm thinking about when Martin was DJing, and um, the mix that he was going into. I don't remember how it went, but you had your and then he was bringing some pianos in. Mm And I was just sitting on my couch dancing like, oh shit, this is fly <laughs> as fuck. And then homie bumped the DJ booth. Yes, yes. I got
0: so mad. I got so mad. I love how that's like so accurate. Like, it's not like, oh, they're playing a random song. I'm like, Aah! it wasn't like that. It was literally felt like he bumped the DJ booth and ruined the mood. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and then you realize like not until the end of the movie that he's dressed like the black Pied Piper and shit. Because <laughs> I thought he was in pants. I thought that was super funny. I don't know if you noticed that. So, he was in like red suspenders or something. Black shirt. He had a hat on. He was super aggressive. And you're thinking like, oh, this outfit's super 90s, but it's cool. Thinking he's got pants on the whole time. Yeah, it's. Then when they walk his, drunk ass, front, his fr- drunk ass friend home, he's just like fucking Peter Pan. <laughs> or like, and you notice he's wearing shorts. And it was almost like his character was too excusably aggressive for the film. Mm. It was almost like, why does he get a pass? Right? <laughs> and then in the end, it's like, oh, he's dressed like a, a the fiddler on the roof.
2: <laughs>
0: and it was like, oh, he ain't that tight. So every week we give out awards here in High School Lumber Party no exception for the series we're doing here so I'll ask them and again if you ever think about awards we can add for this series we'll do it but for now let's keep the same ones and High School has it always most likely to succeed who won the movie who comes out on top you
3: know obviously it sounds like it should be Kid comes out on top right but I gotta go with Play
0: wow you prefer his Fade
3: I gotta go with play Because I was definitely more play Oh And Who was your kid? Justin (laughs) My buddy Justin My buddy Justin Bart But kids He's the guy who always figures it out I mean If I'm gonna be non-fun about it You know Tisha Campbell Although Her freaky ass
0: Probably gonna wind up pregnant In college (laughs) How about you? I mean I think the obvious answer is kid, but I like that play answer. I like it. So, I mean, we'll stick with that. Wooderson Award. Is there a character here you would have liked to see more of? Is there someone who briefly intrigued you that you're like, you know what? Maybe this should have been a bigger part of the movie. I thought about this while I was watching.
3: The answer is not really. Uh, What's the girl's name from the projects? You corrected me before. Let's see, uh. Sheree? Shereen. Shereen. <laughs> Black people love taking some white-ass name and just putting some twang on it. I bet your name originally was Shereen. It just wound up <laughs> being Shireen. Um, Hers is a little bit, would have been interesting, you know? You see a little bit more of her. But I actually had the opposite, I was thinking. Someone I would love to see a little bit less of. Oh well we have that award too, so oh, they you? leave it to that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Alright. So, so that that's okay. We don't need a Wooderson award, because you know what? I thought about this too. The balance of the movie is so good that it's fine, you know, like yeah. ever they give in a one day movie or one night movie, really, they have enough they show you enough characters that you're interested in them. Alright, so Long Duck Dong Award. Doesn't have to be for a racist character, but we call it, we, we say this a word because it's Sixteen Candles. Long Duck Dong was a character who, just an Asian stereotype that if they deleted from the film, the film probably would be better because now you watch it, you cringe. Um, but it doesn't have to be because of that. But you mentioned it. Is there someone you would have deleted from this film whose omission would make the film better?
3: Yes and no. Pee-wee was so annoying. <laughs> <coughs> Pee-wee was literally just like
0: gonna fuck you
3: up yeah and it was just like man you do not fit i get the reach i get what you're looking for which is basically like the white viewer but it was like you don't exist bro in this fucking universe <laughs> you don't exist at all but i get it they didn't beat you over the head with it so it was okay you know he does say it a lot oh a lot. my god Yeah, but if that dude never existed, I would
0: not lose an ounce of sleep. Definition of the award, so we'll give it to Pee Wee. (laughs) Alright, so this one I think is going to go to a lot of people. Maybe the whole cast, but Cameron Fry Award in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cameron, uh, played by Alan Rock, he was 30 years old when the movie came out. Um, But, you know, he he rocks it. It's not that bad. But we, we named the award after him because... Often in these teen films, we see actors who are way too old to play their characters. Is there any individual who takes the cake here and gets it more, or is it the whole cast? Because there are a lot of people who like... Like, Martin looks like Martin today, you know what I mean? And that's good for Martin today, but back then, you know, he doesn't look like a teenager. But I can't single him out.
3: No. I think what they did... I don't watch a lot of high school movies, But I think what they did, they did it so well because they took everyone and made everyone in the film like five years younger. So they were just Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is an alternate high school universe where everyone just looks a little bit older. So
0: we've said that on the pod before that if you're going to cast older or younger even. Not younger, but like of age. <coughs> you, or casting in general. You better keep all the characters around the same age looking right. And that makes it believable. Yeah. And I agree with you there. They all looked older, but it wasn't egregious because we, cause we see it some worked. movies where like the teen girl looks 15 and the guy she's into looks like he's 30. You know, And that's what's weird. So while we can make fun of the way they yeah, look. nothing weird about it. Yeah, exactly. They all looked like they were the same age. So Yeah. You're right, it's not that bad. So Rotten Tomatoes 93% of critics gave this <coughs> thumbs up. 82% of the audience gave this a thumbs up. And when you look at Letterbox, which is more of like a like the website for the film there, it's 3.2 out of 5. A little lower than I expected, but still really good. Like nothing on Letterbox gets 4 or 5s. But that aside, I don't even care. We're looking in the prism of this series and this show <laughs> Kirk, I'm handing you the report card. I'm giving you the red pen. A plus to F scale. Ooh. Where does House Party fall? You know, we might be approaching a theme here
3: because these movies are so dear to me. (laughs) And I'm such a fucking hard ass. Nothing gets an A plus. I gotta give it an A. For what they were trying to do, they just just nailed it. Like,
0: they nailed it. I agree with you. I... I can't not give this an A. This is one of the cornerstone teen films, believe it or not. Um, and I think when we do this series, when we focus on that, we mentioned Boys in the Hood a lot today because that's the last one we saw. I think we're going to talk about House Party a lot too. And I think it's going to be Boys in the Hood is going to be our like uh, cornerstone for dramas, and comedies are going to be House Party. Yeah, yeah. Bring it off there. So yeah. great second movie to talk about. We both give it an A. Awesome. I, I like this question today because the aesthetic of the film is so great. What does your Boys in the Hood sleeping bag look like? Yeah. Yo, you're at that slumber party, man. What does it look
3: like? You always. It's so funny because I'm never ready for this question. And today I thought about it while I was driving in the car. You got to visualize this. So, my sleeping bag is all black. Ooh. But six inches from the bottom, it's light skin forehead. oh I (laughs) love that I love that maybe a foot from the maybe a foot like right where my
0: where my calves are we didn't talk enough about kids hair (laughs) yeah iconic iconic his hair how how did he maintain that man and I forgot you hadn't seen that
3: that was one of those things that like in black culture it was almost like a um what's the word what's the term I uh... it's a thing that you know exists right like you look at like planes and you know there's like a a fighter pilot or a fighter jet and then you see all other planes within that prism Mm -hmm. or like an Air Jordan and you see all the all the sneakers within that prism it's like a thing that was such a stalwart for sure and like you judge every other black haircut by that <laughs> like oh that even my haircut right now in uh, comparison to that but you hadn't seen that in forever Will Smith's haircut in the Fresh Prince right <laughs> it was the super duper 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 junior version of that high fade yeah but he just took the high fade the
0: high bald fade and then just kept going I think, I think hair might be something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, on this and we need specifically. To. You know what it reminded me of, too? Like, uh, you're in my apartment right now. If you look behind you, I, I love that. I forgot the company that makes these. They make these, like, um, and I have a water tower one and a glasses one. They make these, like, famous like charts of just iconic things and whatever they're doing. Like, the one you're looking at is the eyewear one, right? And if you look at it, it's just famous people's glasses, right? Imagine if they had, like, not just famous black people's hair, just famous hair. Kid from Kid and Play's hair is on that chart. Oh, for sure. Well, you know what's so funny? The famous black people's hair, they have that in every
3: barbershop. In every black barbershop. Oh, yeah? Well, I will bring one next time we're here. Google that shit. Google black barbershop hair <laughs> chart.
0: I don't know. I've never...
3: Because <laughs> they buy them from somewhere.
0: I'll have to find it, but... Oh, my God. Like, his hair. Amazing. Iconic. <laughs> just iconic.
3: <laughs> Here you go. There's a ton.
0: Oh, those, yeah.
3: <laughs> and if you, there's one like a classic joint where it's like, oh man, I remember that. The Bobby Brown. The Gumby. <laughs> the Gumby. I had all of them. I had the Gumby. <laughs> the Gumby was just the slant. Scoop. Yeah, went down. Yeah. And then you had the levels, which play had the levels. Mm-hmm. And levels that was, was the- just... Boom, then you did a little part, the little canyon, and then the lower level.
0: <laughs> shit,
3: I got levels. All that shit's coming back. Oh, no, 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 no. All that shit is back. It's been back.
0: Well, I haven't seen someone with kids' hair. The other stuff, maybe. But no. Kids,
3: that's, that's hard to do. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever seen kids' hair other than on him. Mm-hmm. And I've seen everything. I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen everything replicated you, except that.
0: Could you imagine having such an iconic hairstyle that even today... No one, we could walk down the street, COVID time aside, and ask people, name me a Kid and Play song. And they couldn't, right? But if I showed them a picture of that hair, they know who that is. And at least they're familiar with it. And if I walked in a party with that, I mean, ridiculous. But if I walked in a party with that hair, someone is saying at that party, oh, Kid and Play. You know what I mean? And not even, the hair is almost more iconic than the music. Uh, hit Their music, right? Like so You know what's
3: crazy? That's why they're famous.
0: It's crazy. Think Honestly, it's it might be hair, house party, then music, right?
3: It's not even their music. It's the hair and the house party.
0: <laughs> it's insane.
3: Yeah. Holy shit, Brian. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yeah. Someone closes their eyes and you say to anyone, kid and play, what do they think of the hair? the hair. Yeah. And then the House Party probably. House Party probably is like a 1A to that. But the hair. And you know what's so funny about that? They
3: fell off when they made Class Act. Class Act which which is on the list which we'll and talk about. That's when I think that that's when Kid got braids.
0: Yeah, he got braids in that movie and it's a big deal in that movie they yeah. talk about it a lot, but you know what? <laughs> he ruined it. Holy shit, it's the
3: hair. House Party the music. No wonder Play was like make him center stage. Because we ain't got shit else going on.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. Alright, so my favorite question every week is this one. You and I were in the magical, magical blockbuster that has every movie that has ever existed in the history of time. And we know we're renting House Party for this for this slumber party, but I say Kirk get two other movies we're watching three movies today what other movies would work well in our slumber party for us to watch in addition to obviously house party wow you know I was ready for the
3: for the sleeping bag I wasn't ready for this (laughs) you know another movie that I thought about that I'd be ready to go to same vibe I mean not same vibe at all but it'll make sense 8 Mile 8 Mile 8 Mile because it's you're getting even more cringeworthy right? (laughs) like and then there's like the rap battle and it's still I don't know it's still serious or serious but like some of the stuff is just so like slapstick like oh man I can't believe this is happening right now um and I'm just gonna say New Jack City New Jack City Yeah, why? I don't know but I haven't seen it in a while. And, like, Wesley Snipes in that suit with no shirt on underneath the the jacket is, like, is just super fucking epic.
0: I I like how you brought up New Jack City because something that this era of hip-hop merges with is that genre, that elusive genre that I love. New Jack Swing, which is named after New Jack City. Like, New Jack Swing, what a moment it had. Holy fuck. Like fucking Molly five years maybe six years but like whoa everything was like if it was hip if it wasn't hip hop it was New Jack Swing we got a lot of New Jack Swing tracks on this soundtrack but <laughs> yeah yeah guys if you're not familiar with New Jack Swing I don't know what to tell you like you know Teddy Riley produced stuff uh, I guess the most mainstream thing is what was that Michael Jackson album that he produced it wasn't dangerous well it might have been maybe it was dangerous yeah you're right it's dangerous like yeah that's probably the most mainstream of yeah. it, but you know, we're talking like, ooh, like just guy, and I'm trying to think of like other shit, but like you know, Teddy Ryan. <laughs> uh,
3: for anyone who's listening, don't believe Brian when he says he's not black, because <laughs> <laughs> he's full of shit.
0: No, I just have, I just love these like little cultural moments that happen you know and that was it was a big one and that's around this time we're dancing is such a part of it oh man and New Jack swing music in those house parties was so like just I- iconic you know like you can't dude. when we were talking about that before
3: you know what's crazy this is the era where I realized don't wear gray interesting yeah and like I'm kind of a you know not a fashion dude but like I pay attention to what I put on and like gray in the summertime, big no-no. Because I remember I wore gray to a house party. <laughs> danced my ass off. The sweat came through like fucking gangbusters. Yeah. And then my older sister was like, well, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? Wearing gray
0: to a house party. Who does that? It's like, don't wear gray. You got to get your sister on the pod. You talked about her so much. there. You got to try to convince your sister to come on the pod. Oh, man, we'll see. <laughs>
3: She's cool in real life. We might get on here and shit like,
0: <laughs> we'll we'll get her to talk. We'll find the movie that'll get her to talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, you made me think of that with New Jack City, and like you can't talk about this era and this moment. And we talk about you know, how important music is and how important hip hop is, but New Jack Swing is one of those like hip hop hip hop break off things that had such a moment. If you listen to those tracks, you just want to dance. You and know? It went so hard. Went so hard. Oh man, Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown when he's away from New Edition, you know, Al B. Sure, Al B. Sure, the names, man. Man,
3: I was listening to Bobby Brown yesterday.
0: As crazy (laughs) as that sounds. (laughs) Oh man, so yeah, you know, again, I can't wait till this this whole COVID thing is over because now I just want to have a house party. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Kirk, this was a blast. This was a pleasure. Thanks again so much. Um, I love the series that we're doing. Uh, Can't wait for the next film and Thanksgiving House Party. I know you're not a social media guy, so uh, nothing for you to follow there, I guess. (laughs) Anything else you want to say regarding House Party and this journey we're taking? No, that's it. Go watch it and look
3: at uh, What's Her Name's Abs, because they will inspire you to go do something with your life. God, yeah. I'm telling you
0: guys. What was their name again? AJ Johnson. AJ Johnson. AJ Abs Johnson. When you said that, I googled it. Unbelievable. Anyway, shout out AJ Johnson. Shout out (laughs) everyone else (laughs) in House Party. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Makes you want to dance. Ugh, can't stop thinking about it. Please, 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 public service announcement, guys. Get vaccinated so we can party. And you heard Kirk. You're all invited to his house once the pandemic's over because we're going to have a house party party. Mark his words. You know what? As he mentioned that, maybe we'll do a house party live theme event somewhere. Ooh, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming, but I'm dreaming big. (laughs) Big Thanks to Kirkland Shepard, as always, for being the co-host here on High School Slumber Party, Black Teen Experience. Always love having him. Really, really, he's awesome. He's a good friend. And the perspective he brings, well, you just listen to it. You get it. Oh, man. Can't wait to hear what our next Black Teen Experience movie is going to be. It's going to be the second Monday of every month. But, of course, we have some homework for this Friday, and that's why I'm here not black teen experience we're back to our gus van sant lap and we're talking i keep saying lap too fast too forever plugs all around but gus van sant series and we're talking a film called paranoid park
2: there's something that happened to me
0: i thought so what I would do is, I'd write a letter. Save it, send it, burn it. It just feels good to have it all out.
5: One day, halfway through math class, there was an announcement.
6: What we have the uh, possible murder situation. Take a look at these pictures and you're gonna understand why we're here.
5: I tried to put this part out of my mind, but the picture brought it all back.
0: Dude, we should go check out Paradise Park. But I don't think I'm ready for Paradise Park.
3: Yeah, but no one's ever really ready for preparing that
5: park. I liked it right away. Train hoppers, guitar punks, throwaway kids, they'd built the park all by themselves. So, where do you guys live? Right here, man. So, you want to ride a train, man? All right. What was I going to do? I really wanted to ride it for a freight train. Woo! You like this, man? You digging it? Well, hide, man, hide, hide.
4: Police are investigating a grisly scene at the Central Train Yard near downtown
6: Portland. You sure do act weird sometimes, because you'd think after what we did, you'd be a little more happy to see me. I talked to your friend, Jared. He says, you almost went by the skate park on the night of the 17th. Let me tell you what my situation is. We have a witness that says he saw somebody throw something over the bridge into the river happen to have that object, and it's a skateboard. If you have anything to add, give me a call.
0: I don't think a lot of people saw this movie, but it's a really good one, and I know one person who saw this movie, and I'm sure he'll be doing his homework again and re-watching it. That's our guest for Friday, Austin Wolf Southern. So check us out. Remember, wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course, at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. So let's see. Let's leave you with, you know what? Full force. They're back at it. Less annoying when they're just singing, right? <laughs> the song is... Is uh, ain't my type of hype. I tried to look it up, it's the song that they actually dance to in the movie. Remember, one more thing, too life moves pretty fast, and if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Later, dudes. Full force.
5: you cook good can you read or is your brain like wood do you have sex or do you make love how do you live do you give it